welcome in, and thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jared All, joined as always by my co-host, Connor Holzkamp. I'm here. You are here. In the flesh. It is true. We are in studio today, and we are joined by the one, the only, Tyler Walji. What's happening? The Hello, wizard. everyone. Hello. The, no, what's happening? Ooh, that's your new name. That's what I think it should be. What's the going wizard. On? Wizard. Oh, uh-huh. the wiz. Tyler Wizard Walji. I love the it. Wiz. I love mm. it. Tyler, thanks for joining us. How are you today, bud? You know what the Wiz is? Have you ever seen that Seinfeld episode? Uh, the I'm the Wiz. I'm the Wiz. If you don't know. If, if, kids out there who don't know Seinfeld, go watch. It's uh, it's classic. Also, adults that don't know Seinfeld, do you feel Yeah, free? but I... Yeah, because we were kind of on that cusp generation. But the adults know what Seinfeld is. I, I guarantee yeah. there's like one youngster who goes, what's Seinfeld? No, right? There's no, one they person know out that there. It exists. Guarantee there's one person oh, out there. Oh, I'm but sure I, they know it exists the way that we know like Golden Girls exist, but I couldn't yeah. tell you anything yeah. that happens in Golden Girls. Yeah. But, but I'm good. How are you guys? We're, we're, we're uh, the, the Nugs are good. Yes. Nugs, nugs are number are one. Great. Nugs we're not going to talk up. Nugs today, but yeah, no Nugs. Well, Actually, mean, are we I, throwing it? Is, is Jared pulling an audible here? I, I'm pulling an audible. I've got one thing I want to play for you guys because one thing that, that I've talked about when I've come on this show and I've heard you guys talk about is the national media get no respect here, right? Rodney, Dage, or, uh, Rodney Dangerfield, uh, oh, get no respect. Yeah, you know, I actually kind of pushed back on that last show. About really? How, yeah, I did, but, but I you mean, know. But, well, only, I, only I've, got, I've got a clip today to play. Max Kellerman talking on one of those new stupid shows on ESPN. Uh, Will and... It, it's like hey, MPJ. At least in Max Killer, yeah, Kellerman's Keyshawn, defense. It's Max Kellerman, Keyshawn Johnson, and... and uh, uh, Will MK and W at least in his defense he was one of the starters of those dumb shows like he was on the early dumb shows (laughs) he's been around for a while he's got something else dumb to say but uh, okay well I see that you're wearing a pioneers uh hoodie yeah, i almost said jacket but yeah. it's not it's a hoodie yeah. uh I, I appreciate you supporting him you know we obviously don't bring that up much but but they're getting ready to start hockey final fours yeah, yeah. The, uh, the frozen four coming frozen up soon four, yeah that's what it's called there of course. And, and pioneers got to be going in i'm just gonna well, say without having any knowledge or any research into it they're going in as a one seat am i right they're not they, in one are they uh well right now they're not number one in the nation anymore no, no i think they're but, two or three um four well, but that's I don't not, know. I, I'm not sure what they uh, no, no, they they're not going to get four. I haven't followed them in a they're, while. They're going to get a high seed. A few they, weeks they, now. They, they're probably going to get a like a one or two. Okay. Like they're really good. It depends what they do in the conference tournament coming up, but uh hmm. yeah, that should be coming up here soon, so. All right, and it is March 7th, which means it is March Madness, boys. Oh yeah. Uh, let's and go. yes, that does include the hockey Frozen Four, but really Frozen Four, by the way, it's uh it starts on the twenty third of this month. Okay. So we got a couple weeks. Couple weeks. Yeah. Couple weeks. Yeah. Okay. But the conference tournaments. Conference are first. tournaments for basketball start this week. Oh well they started last week for the real for the real hoop heads. Last week was oh. the the lower, like the lower the uh, you know, the, the Missouri Sun Valley and the peanut butter and jelly valley and, and all those. So you're deep in it already. You're deep in your your research oh, for dude. your tournament bracket. I'm 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 ready to go. I've been ready to go for college since football ended. Wow. I turned the page. Good, good for you. And, See, uh, I need a break. <laughs> I need a break from just serious sports in general but we've talked about this before on the show that like man it's a 
it's a long marathon to get yeah. you to, you know, the beginning of the year. I appreciate that, you know, yes, you do have things going on in the NBA, the NHL, but it's a little bit of a breather. You know, then you get to like March, it's like, okay, now we can be serious. NCAA basketball tournament, we're coming down on the stretch run for the NBA, the NHL. Everyone can be focused, the NFL draft coming up. So I need that breather, that January, February breather. Right. Feels good. Feels good. Connor, have you tuned in to any NCAA basketball yet? I've watched a couple CU games throughout the year, but no. You uh, notice how he came in with the... Yeah, not really. You the know higher you start, the less true the statement's going to be. <laughs> no, no, the statement's true. <laughs> it's just... Sorry, but- I got to go back to Seinfeld now, but the, the John Lynch, uh, when he was asked about Trey Lance, have you guys seen that? And he touches <laughs> his on the top it of touches his head. His head yeah, yeah that's another Seinfeld reference for John you Lynch. youngins. <laughs> that's great. No, I, I have not been watching too much college basketball, you know? I've said this on the show a couple times. I, I find it like, don't get me wrong. I will watch a lot of March Madness. I like March Madness. It's a lot of fun. I will watch the college football tournament, like the playoffs. Right. But when it comes to watching college sports in general, I actually think that college hockey, when I, when I tune into the frozen four, it's the, the most likable product on like, because when I watch these other ones, basketball, even more so than football, to be honest, but football and basketball and baseball, I'm just watching and I'm like, eh, it's just like a slower, like not as good Dude. game. And and you that, have the weirdest ways that, to like, like you're entertained because like, no offense, but like, how is uh, an NCAA hockey game so much more entertaining to you than an NCAA basketball well, game? I didn't. Uh, so I don't actually think an, an like, it's not necessarily more entertaining. Sport, I'm just like saying relatively to, to like when I watch the product of an NHL game. It, it, and maybe it's just because I don't know as much about hockey as I know about these other sports. That could really actually be it. Um, but I just, I noticed. But in general, I, you're I definitely notice like a drop off in talent. It's so glaring to me that it's hard for me sometimes to get through it. But that goes out the window when it's like March Madness or like the college football. Like when they're like real stakes involved, like these guys are trying to win a championship. It's pretty fun. I, I don't care about it. But in all general, that, you know, your point fun. is that you don't enjoy watching these college sports as much, yeah. as, much as the pro sports. And I, I've never understood that. It, it, it's sort of like, you. well, first of all, we all know you're a sports elitist. Obviously, you're a sports elitist. But I, I for, for, for years, I called uh, high school football games and, and baseball games as a part of my job in radio. And let me tell you, for like some of the good higher level matchups, I loved it. I loved doing the homework and watching it, and like and that was high school baseball. So I guess it's just like yeah, we I look at it I'm differently. There with like, you. like I don't get it because yes, I will agree. You watch a college game of any sport, you will absolutely notice the difference in the caliber of talent on the average player. But it does to me that almost adds to it more than it takes away from it because right. then there's extra kind of X factor no, that's adding thing. into that's the why I, okay so so for a couple of reasons that's why I actually will I, I like I'm, I'll, I'll say it I like college football more than I do the NFL for that reason of the players are it's not high school football to the point where you're going to get like you know sometimes in high school games especially look high school if you watch like Valor Christian Cherry Creek I mean we're talking elite level football still in high school I think that's very good football but if you're talking not great teams with maybe some volunteer, you know, coaches or whatever. Maybe that year you're going to get some like Devlin versus Lakewood players who are never going to play again and who are <laughs> no just offense. on the field. You know, so it's just so it's just hey, you're, you're going to get right all. next to Lakewood. 
And I'll tell you, man, the uh, the caliber of football there, it's trash. It's actually really trash. Yeah. Their soccer team's good, though. I watched their soccer team play. They're but good. the more variables there are, the more turnovers. I kind of like that stuff. Now, look, you don't like the sloppiness, right? But I enjoy the variables that the college brings as well. And it's it's it, my favorite thing. This the like the core of all of it for me is I actually follow high school still. I find it super interesting. I I'm actually following the Colorado hockey is tonight. Like as we're recording on the 7th of March, uh f- the the finals tonight for 4A and 5A and then uh, the basketball finals are coming up this uh the 10th and 11th I think this weekend, mm-hmm. Friday and Saturday. Yep. Um and I can't remember who the final four is, but it's really cool. It's coming down to it, and I, I like following that stuff. Um, but I like following these guys from high school to college, watching them play in college. And we watch Jared and I watch all the games. I mean, it doesn't matter if they're at Syracuse or whoever. Like we're wa- so for football for football, football. Yes. Yeah. So by the time they get drafted in, into the NFL. We uh, we've seen all these guys play for several years. It's so fun to see the journey and to start projecting and, and all that stuff. So that's yeah, why. I like, and by the way, on that note, I don't want to tr- change the topic, but all this love for Anthony Richardson of the Combine. I've watched him play now at Florida, and he only started about, I think thirteen or, or fourteen yeah, games. Only Not a lot. Game. But when I when he played. He was not good. I never yeah. wanted to back him up or bet on him. He was very, very inaccurate. And the thing of his comp, if you look at accuracy, and I, 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 again, I didn't mean to, to direct the conversation here, but I quickly want to Before you say it, out. let me say it. Josh Allen. Is Josh Allen. Right? Because he's, Josh Allen went to he Wyoming. He is the freaking anomaly, though. The one guy, if uh, maybe there's a couple guys ever, but one guy that's gone from bad completion percentage, bad efficiency in college, to great in the NFL. But you the don't do thing it. about but the thing about Josh Allen is he played at Wyoming where receivers were trash going against other Mountain West talent that was better. He had no open receivers. At Florida, you don't have that same excuse. You're playing with I mean elite and, and level I actually talent. saw something they had the third fewest drops by a wide receiver, like caused so, by okay. the wide receiver. This so, so, so that's that's an argument for Anthony Richardson. But my opinion is no, a non fewest. So, oh, his fewest. Receivers so said most. Never okay. dropped the ball, basically. So, so, but, 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 so, so that's my quick thing. Is I think it's all ridiculous. It's like, oh, look at he's the most, he's been most athletic. He can throw it eighty yards or whatever. It's just like, doesn't it matter what we saw? Demarcus Russell. Marcus Russell. Marcus yeah. Russell. Man. Man. Yeah, uh, yeah so, I'll, I'll always remember the Demarcus I, Russell throwing it like sixty yards from off his, his knees, <laughs> yeah. like sitting down, down at, yeah. at high, and it's like, oh, cool. Like, do you do that in the NFL? Yeah. But I that's think. why I like college. That's <laughs> yes. why I appreciate college. So I, I, I'll say this: I do my my biggest allure and draw into watching any college football game is when actually you or or one of my friends or somebody will call me and be like, hey, you should watch. X game tonight because this guy, this guy, and this guy are going to the NFL first round type talent. Check it out. Then I find it interesting because I like watching these guys kind of being like, huh? Like I wonder how he's going to translate into the that. You know that like that interests me. I just I don't know. There's something about like like I think you and I, Tyler, were talking about this the other day about watching college basketball, right? And I think it's more glaring in college basketball because. It's not like you're really noticing when you're watching like college football, like uh, what's that offensive lineman doing? Like what's like there's so many plays and, and it's not so skill based, right? Sure. Like outside of the quarterback, well, basketball, ba- basketball, basketball has tons it's of turnovers, skill. it's bad right. shots, but, but again, layups, to go to basketball, like here? that the excitement at the end of a game because you got some 19 year old kid that's got to mm-hmm. go sink two free throws and just mm-hmm. watch. I mean, you never like to see these no, kids Jared, crumble. Let me tell you, there, let me tell you, I like ah, the, excitement, the, the it is exciting. The anxiety you get, oh, I love it. But when you're betting on it. 
it is so nerve wracking. Like that, and that's the thing too, is because a lot of the stuff I do, I get involved quickly, right? Because a, that's one thing I love about the way. I do things with my betting, and I, you know, for those new to the to the show, I don't know if you mentioned this, Jared. I do bet as part of my my, my job. I, I actually played it. I slow you played play it. it. I've actually got a show, Sports Betting Daily. Check it out if you want. It's part of the same podcast network. But um, that's why I like the way that I do things. Is I go from football right to basketball, but there's been a couple months of buildup, so you got some concrete stats, you know who these teams are, and you get into March Madness smoothly by the time I start betting it at this point of the season. So. Um. Yeah. You know what I do with my betting? What do you do? Usually wash the sheets about once a week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um. Shh. Right, hold on. Can I we, think that's here. Uh, where do where does soaps keep these? Hang on. Yeah. Uh, there there go. we go. I like that. I'm just about to walk out right now. <laughs> no. I'm, uh, if, no. He, if I get one Herman and Berman reference, I'm out of here. Okay. Wait. 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 <laughs> Can you indulge me one more? I got one more for you. Okay. I mean, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. So I, I discovered this actually. There is a difference between alligators and crocodiles, and everyone always like thinks they know the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Like, What's the difference between alligator and crocodile? Everyone always talks about like their snout, but they don't really know which one's which. I think I know the difference. Okay, one of them you see after a while, and the other one you'll see later. Like I'm not, I'm not a zoologist or anything, but I think that that's the difference. Get him out of here. Okay. Get him out of here. <laughs> that one? I'm going to go solo. You guys both just leave. Just leave. Just leave. I'm finishing this. Oh, these right. buttons are All nice. Right, hey, I love these buttons back here. So I am going to get excited about March Madness. Okay, so at what point does it hit for you? Do you tune I like in to Selection I tune Sunday? In. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll keep an eye on Selection yeah. Sunday, especially if the Colorado teams are on the. But it looks yeah. like we're not going to do anything uh, hey, this year. Hey, hey, we still got you some know. conference tournaments. Yeah, if, well, if they they, can they've go got to win a conference tournament. True, got to yeah. got to win a conference tournament. For those so. like me who have not been following, yeah, pretty much both CU CSU would have to win their conference tournament to make it. I don't think it's a pretty much. I think that's a that is what that's a happen. fact. That's you would have to yeah, win it so, to get in. So, uh, if one of the Colorado teams are are looking to actually get into the tournament, I will definitely tune in. So See, I have that's found, another one of my problems yeah. with college sports. I think we just don't have that. We haven't in so long had a good college football or good college basketball I'll give you that. Yes. You have to yes. have followed it. See, that's the reason you Jared know? and I love it is, is we kind of grew up with it. It has to have been part of, I think, your upbringing or sort of something you're part of, whether you graduated from one of these schools or you grew up with it. Like, Otherwise, it is tough as a sports fan, just a sports fan, to get really excited about the buffs. Or I mean, I just need like, like a, a dog in the race. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I need a horse to, uh, so. in the race because it's the same reason. Just root for Duke or North Carolina. One it, of the it, two. Yeah. I, I think it's it. the biggest thing for me because I think it's the same reason why I'm not like a huge golf fan watching right. or, or like tennis or whatever. And it just all comes back to like, okay, if they did a golf like the PGA decided they were going to make like a Colorado something golf team and like compete against other states of golf and like it was a team type thing or or even like, like somebody live, live tour right That's or what lives doing right I guess yeah yeah <laughs> or or if somebody was even just like representing Colorado some wearing like Colorado entity hats. invested billions of dollars into it yes. I might pay attention <laughs> well, I think if somebody was repping Colorado like with their with their hats and their towels and whatever and like they were a big Colorado guy. Then I would actually be really interested and I, tune in. So maybe I'm just to a my huge knowledge, homer. and I'm sure I'm wrong, but I don't know of any of the PGA Tour guys that are from Colorado. Yeah, not I, to my maybe, knowledge, maybe, but maybe, maybe we'll have to look into that. So I have some advice for all of you listeners oh, out boy. there that oh, are like me. I have not watched one second of college basketball so far. So the best thing you can do. Tune into Selection Sunday. I know it's a little boring, it's a little dry, but you get all sorts of experts and people and analysts 
talking about what they think. Ooh, that team should have been higher, should have been lower. You get the feel for that team. You find that team that's that sleeper because you have to take a sleeper, right? You can't just go chalk on everything. You got to. That's what makes it fun. You take an eight seed to win for, you know, two or three games, go into the, the Elite Eight, maybe something like that. You know, you got to have some fun with it. So that's where you can find your sleepers. That's where you can find where some of the analysts That's your advice to everyone. Watch advice. the Selection Watch Sunday the selection show. Sunday. I know nobody watches. great advice. Everyone does what Connor does. Uh, like, yeah, I'll see what happens at the end of it. Yeah, I know none no. of you who know about this little thing called the Selection Sunday show, but if you watch yeah. that. Watch. Their viewership well, is going to be can, You can thank us for sending so you. So let, uh, let me paraphrase what Jared's saying here. If you watch the Selection Sunday show, you will win the perfect bracket $10 million challenge. Yes. All right. Most that's, likely. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just got to heed the right okay. advice from the exactly. people talking out there. Okay, That's speaking of brackets. Soon. Yes. Etiquette with brackets. Etiquette. Uh, 10 years ago, autofill wasn't a thing. Now, I feel like a third of the brackets being put out there are autofill. Wait how do you guys feel about autofill? Do you guys uh, ever... Think, before all, you say about how other people... Do you ever autofill your own brackets? First of all, I think your stats on autofill are way incorrect. I don't think a third of the brackets are autofill. Oh, I don't know. At least... So, in, you know what I like to do? What's that? I like to do... I like to do a few different brackets, right? But one of my brackets that I always do now that they have these features is I will... I love auto-filling one with all the favorites and then hand-picking and going through and being like, up, here, here, here. I'm okay and, with that. I'm uh, okay with because that. Because then it's just kind of a, a good base. I like having a good base of like, I know all the favorites are going to advance except Connor, for... I, know I, I don't know if you, you know. knew this, but actually you could just look at the team with the lower number next to it. Yeah, and that I, would be the one I get that it, you, but then I... that How much longer will that take me? <laughs> like, come on. Time's, <laughs> time's of the essence here, Jared. And then the other thing yeah, I like to do... None of us are smart enough to do them before the morning of and then it's like nine o'clock and you're scrambling to try to get all your brackets in uh, and, then, and then the other one i like to do is uh i like to pick you know a couple analysts ones whatever okay fill it with the analysts and then go through and hand pick it what i do not like to do is just fill out one of theirs brackets submit it okay. like just i yeah, never that's do what that i do that's i will I do. allow <laughs> the, that uh, behavior i fill out okay one of the whole ones and go it, no, no. What I'm saying is, I I, I I will fill them out. What I'm saying is, I won't autofill a whole bracket. Oh, no, no, no. Submit it. No. I will never do that. Oh, I, I um, and I don't like the ones that are like based off of like statistical whatever. Like the one which which might be odd for me, right, Jared? It is. Like you you think of me more of a stats guy, out but of character. But there's so much randomness I feel like that goes into March Madness that I would rather just pick an analyst okay. thing and then change it myself. Quick little note here. There's not as much randomness as you may think. This is one of the biggest, interesting, kind of collective misnomers in sports. Is that the Cinderella story? This is the 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 the, the time for Cinderella and this time of the year. If you like underdogs, tune into March Madness. Occasionally, they there might be a 12 seed or a 13 seed that wins one or two games every year. But if you look historically at the Elite Eight in the Final Four. It's generally the best teams. You're not getting these teams for, far on. Now, there's going to be a 12 that beats a 5 generally. There's going to be one yeah, or so. Which is there's going to be a 13. That's not randomness. Mm. That, that's a good team. Win. If you look at these 13 and 12 seeds, 
actually, if you do your homework on them, they're elite teams in their own conference. A lot of them are like 28 and four and, and from like the Horizon Valley. But it's, they it's, may lack pure talent compared to a number one seed or a number five seed even. But to the point where we were talking earlier about the difference and the huge gap between college basketball and, and the NBA is I feel like in the NCAA, that team aspect and that playing as a team with a certain vision and a certain process is so much more important. NBA, you just need one or two superstars. Well, but, but in college, that's the you case. have that 12 seed that's very well coached, that has maybe not the elite end talent, but you have very good role players that can then Of course that's the case. Of course that's the case. And we all want to make a big deal of the talent level and they can make th- threes and, well, they, they have this many players going to the NBA. But, I mean... This is also just the product of sports. And if you get one shot, things are going to happen. Think about any seven-game series in the NBA. How often have we seen like a 20-point blowout followed by a 10-point blowout the other way next game? Weird things happen. I mean, and and you see it a lot in seven-game series. So you get a bracket where it's one and done in basketball, college basketball. Of course, a a team that's that's 28-5 and or whatever it may be, they, of course, have the talent to be able to hit threes, play defense, and play well. The question is, who are they going against? How elite is that team? Every year, you're going to get a couple upsets, but I don't think it's random necessarily. I think it may be perceived as random from the outside looking in. If you don't under, if you don't really know all the teams, which how can you know all the teams? You know, if you're from the outside looking in, but I don't think it's as random as the average person thinks. Which is why maybe, but it's my probably- recommendation is. Pick the best seed first and then go through. How Connor kind of did his system where you go through and comb you know, every game and, and pick your underdogs and your favorites and whatever. Yeah, that's my favorite the, strategy yeah, is, but, is get all the high seeds advancing yeah, and then pick just the highest pick. seed. That's, and, yeah, that, that's yeah, the way you do it. And then you go hand pick. And then you go pick the some of them. Yeah. So I always put like a ton of energy into one bracket. I typically do three or four brackets. I always put a ton of energy in the first one with the intent that I'm going to keep putting in that energy in the ones after. And dude, you hit a wall when you put that much right. into all of it so then you just start like oh I picked this team and that one so I'll pick the other team in this one and you just start clicking it's usually the one I put the least amount of energy in that ends up as my best it, it's always that yeah. one right <laughs> just like when you do the random picks it's always like yeah. the dog that wins the fantasy football thing so anyway yeah that should be fun I'm sure you guys are going to cover that next couple weeks yeah so. yeah so again conference tournaments selection Sunday is this Sunday the 12th so conference tournaments will be happening I think starting tomorrow even in most of the main conferences or very least into the weekend. Get some good action there. I will say that's fun to watch. I, I you know, I don't typically pay attention to a ton, maybe some championships out of that. But then it jumps immediately into the tournament. So into next week you're you're going right into the I love watching the, the conference well. championships. Yeah, that's Those coming up. Yeah, yeah, that's I, a, that's coming up this this Yeah, exactly. Week. I, I love watching it. So uh you said the twelfth. That's the twelfth, right? Yeah. You know what else is the twelfth? What's the 12th? The Academy Awards. You guys Ooh. follow those? No. No? No? So I've got... Uh, Is this where we got the bitch slap last year? N- uh, was it? That may have been the Academy Awards. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure. It, it may have been. It definitely I, I was, honestly, I honestly, personally, I think the Academy Awards are so dumb. I think it's a bunch <laughs> of... It's it's a way for a bunch of snooty people to pat a bunch of other snooty people on the back. I think they're all the best movies in history, they're not award-worthy. Like, top five, you got to put Dumb and Dumber in your top five, right? 
is that ever winning one of these Academy Awards? No, no. no but it's a top five movie. And so most of the ones stupid. they would put in their tops. Wait, you're putting are, Dumb and Dumber okay. in top five movies? I would say that and, it, and it's not at only that, but you said of top course. 10. It's at least I'm gonna say top, top 10. five comedies. Yeah, comedies. Yeah, comedies. comedies. We'll go comedies. Okay. Top five comedies. Okay. Yeah, yeah top five movies. That. It's it's yeah, you're right. You're top right. five movies. You're getting Actually, I got a backpedal on that. Is that even a top five Jim Carrey comedy? Yes, it is. Dude's got some great No, 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 no. It's a top five comedy for sure. I don't think this is really a debate. I mean, come on, you know. You yeah. Connor gives me a look. It's like, yeah. I don't know. Comedy is so subjective. Yeah, maybe you know, maybe, you know maybe the, we maybe we pick one, and uh, when next time I come back, and, and, and you we'll know compare what, our top five comedies. Pop culture is such an interesting thing because outside of like a couple, like I guess you could look at like the Beatles and be yeah. like, they're arguably like just as famous now as they were then, like. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, girls aren't fainting right. on stage. But at the same time, like, they are still such a prevalent part of culture. But what's so weird about pop culture and movies and art and all these things, the, the huge majority of these things are completely forgotten in, like, 50 years. They're forgotten, but the like, best... completely forgotten. But that's why it takes, like, a, a nuanced, uh, 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 you know, detailed movie buff like myself to give these top five lists, right? For, yeah. But here, let, let me give you this: the, the the best comedy of all time is Meet the Parents. That is what? Been, oh, that is, oh my! And, and that that is oh, no. perceived. I thought as joke hot time take. was over. That's perceived as hot take. But if you go back and watch scene for scene, I, the writing, the way that. Everybody in that movie acts from Owen Wilson to... I mean, to, it's a good, borderline, no, no, no. really good Jerry, movie. It is the best comedy it's of all time. such an odd pick. It's not such an odd pick. An odd See, pick. here's the thing. You just mentioned the, the phenomenon of pop culture. What you guys fall into the habit of is walking with the sheep everywhere and saying, oh yeah, let me guess. You're, like, like, you guys are going to name the, what's like IMDB, highly rated, all this nonsense. The best true comedy. If you really... And, and now here's the issue is if... You guys are going to go in bias. Like, you can't now watch the movie. If you really went in to meet the parents with a completely open mind, it's, it, 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 by the way, it's just my kind of humor. It's so dry and so direct, but I yeah, love just so it's, subjective. It's not even the best one released that year. Oh you got, God, Oh, Brother, dude. Where Art Thou? You got Road Trip. No. I mean, those are good movies. Uh, I mean, you know what, though, to be fair, on. I've said this for a to long time. To be fair, I'll take, I'll take Little Meet the Parents Nikki, over but those. Me, myself, and Irene was released. No. I mean, come meet on. Meet the Parents. I've, I've still been, for, and look, I'm not trying to be Skip Bayless here. I'm, I'm, this is my legitimate number one pick. I, I think Meet the Parents is the best. Uh, you, you know what my favorite comedy is of all time? What's that? And it's not even like you're gonna laugh at me for this one because it's probably I don't know if yeah, it's yeah. on I want to hear yours too Jared because I, I think I think my favorite I think my personal favorite comedy movie of all time is This Is The End okay I love that movie Jared let I me hear yours because you guys are ripping on me personal over here personal favorite for me was, is probably gonna be maybe Dumb and Dumber too for me I mean yeah, it's right there I, I think I think Tommy Boy would be where I would go Chris okay. Farley yeah, I like Tommy Boy okay. I love yeah. Tommy Boy actually that's, that's yeah. a very good answer yeah uh, but there's and a by the way if you're Sandler criticizing me out there go screw yourself okay wait wait how about this how about this before we get off of movies yeah uh, like him, hate him, whatever. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take away your subjectiveness of Adam Sandler. And say, okay, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say depending. It doesn't matter if you hate him or like him, whatever. What is the best Adam Sandler comedy? Uh, I'm gonna go. All right, top two off the top of my head. My favorites are uh, Waterboy and Happy Gilmore. Yeah, Those ha- are my two Happy favorites. Happy Gilmore for me, bar none. That is by far his. So best I was movie. gonna say Happy Gilmore, but but 
to throw another one in there that you, you didn't mention, Billy Madison. I thought yeah, was fantastic. Like that one just yeah. hasn't aged that well. I don't know if you've no. watched that recently. I, I have not watched it ah, recently, no. I would, let's just say I'm, su- I'm not surprised they don't put it on TV very often anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, happy, happy Gilmore, man. Like, come on. Pretty funny come on. backstory yeah, to that, though, that him, when Adam Sandler created that movie, when uh, Lauren Michaels, who runs Saturday Night Live, whatever, like basically hinted at him, like, you're going to get fired. You know, he didn't say that. He's like, hey, it seems like you have some great opportunities. You should probably pursue them. And Adam Sandler goes, no, no, no. I think I'm going to do one more season of Saturday Night Live. Like, no, I really want you to pursue other <laughs> things. And that's when he created Happy Madison Productions. It was called something different at that well, time. Well, thank and God he did. Billy Madison. I didn't yes. know that. So I, yeah, I he, actually had no he idea. And, cool. uh, he was going to get Chris fired. Chris Farley both got, like, forced out of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Really? They were trying to get uh, a new uh, new crowd in Have there, you seen his movie Hustle, Adam Sandler? I haven't, no. The basketball movie. He's got a bunch of like basketball players. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Cool. That's the one with- right, uh, who's, who's a better uh, comedy actor, Jim Carrey or Adam Sandler? Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey. By yeah, far. Okay. His depth We're all in agreement there. is so much better. Adam Sandler is like Will Ferrell, right? They play <laughs> one character. Okay, okay. Adam Sandler or Will Ferrell? Adam Sandler. I take Will Ferrell. No. I take... <laughs> Adam Sandler's got more goofiness. I take to Will Ferrell, too. Okay. I take Will Ferrell. Right. Let, let me hilarious. go actor, okay? Bobby Boucher versus Forrest Gump. Who wins there? Forrest Gump. In that battle. Oh, who, well, what battle? What are we battling? In, in like a run, like a running play. Like oh. like fourth and one at the goal line. What? Like in a like like oh. yeah, I, I totally changed the narrative. Here. <laughs> oh, oh. Bobby Boucher, okay. okay, is playing linebacker. You got Forrest Gump at running back. Fourth and one goal line. Yeah, Who's I'm gonna here? take Bobby Boucher, man. That tackling. I fuel. go Bobby too. Tackling fuel. Bobby, Bobby Boucher. <laughs> Mama says. <laughs> Mama says. Coach Klein. <laughs> Mama says I'm gonna beat him up. Right, although, th- although you know what, you might just get a Forrest Gump going. Mama always said. Last <laughs> you're right. You're right. Like the goals say Mama said. So <laughs> that's great. Wow, one of the most overrated movies of all time, by right. the way. Should Forrest we turn Gump. the page to back to some sports? Yeah. yeah. Although I got some go, basketball yes. though. I got my clip here. I want to okay. play. Let's do it. I want to get your reaction. So Connor pushes back. The national media loves Jokic. They all love giving him the MVP, according to Connor. Apparently. No, 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 no. No, what'd you say then? No, I, I was saying that it's it's a struggle because on one hand I'm like man they just really hate the nuggets like the the national talking heads but then to quote Charles Barkley it is also true to say well how much hate can you really get when you get back to back mvp like that inherently right. is not hate you okay. know what i mean All right so but this is the issue is the the disrespect in my opinion towards Jokic. Oh, yeah. This is what I don't like is people look at Jokic. I think it's because he's big, white, and slow. Yeah. It's because he's, you know, and you always hear the, the, oh, he's he's a sneaky athletic. He's a, right? Things like that. This is... Nobody ever said that about uh, me. This is whatever the show is on ESPN we talked about earlier. One of the confusing ones. Another confusing name. This is Max Kellerman. And uh, a couple other, who is it? Max. It's Max Keyshawn Johnson, and I'm forgetting the other one. Er, Jay Will Keyshawn, yeah, whoever it is. This is a clip from that show. I think many of us in the media are on exactly that energy. Like, okay, great, but what are you going to do in the playoffs? Yeah, and the other part to that conversation, Big Perk, <laughs> is are we looking at Jokic as a top five player in the game? A lot of people don't, just because he hadn't had success once we got to the postseason. This guy ain't got out of the second round since he started winning MVPs. I've never so, seen so, a disconnect like this where a guy monopolizes the MVP, yeah. and yet he floats in and out of my top five at like five. Yeah, He's not in almost anyone's what? top three. I've never seen anything like it. Okay, so in no one's top three, floats in and out of the top five. To talk. me, but in Denver, who we we get to watch him every day, right? The narrative is he's, he's the best player in the NBA, number one. So here, nationally, no one has him number three. 
Very few have him even on the borderline five. That's my point, is now, the, the disrespect for Jokic. Kendrick Perkins goes on in that clip, because I actually saw that. Uh, he goes on to support Max Kellerman by saying, yeah, top five, just look at the players. And then he brings up like two anecdotal players that have been interviewed recently and said, who's the best player? And they, they said Giannis, right? And I look and I go, well, how is that? Supp- I mean, what's he even talking about? You don't have to look any further than the all-star game voting by players. There are only two players that got 220 max votes from players. Giannis, Nikola Jokic. That was it. There was only two players that got voted by their peers as all-stars on like every ballot from, from all of them. So you know what? Like From a player's perspective, from a coach's perspective, I don't think that's the narrative. I don't even think that's the narrative. Look, the people that vote on MVP aren't these guys. <laughs> like, like Max Kellerman's not getting... I, I could be wrong. I don't think he's voting on MVP. Um, the, the, the MVP voters are much more informed Okay, so, so, so who's, your, who's your guy's top five? If you had to name your top five right now, and let me, let me put some names. We got Nicola, we got Jason Tatum, Steph Curry, Giannis, Joel Embiid, Luka, yeah, Jaw, KD, right? So my top three in no particular order. Well, we have to do the order, right? I'm going number one, KD. I think KD's number one right now. Um, I'll put uh, Giannis number two, and I'll put, I'll, put, I'll put Jokic number three. I know that's going to piss a lot of Denver people off, but that's my top three. See, I, I, I guess when I look at it, it's, it, I mean, just look at what he's done the last two and a half now coming up on three years. Oh, you're talking Jokic? Yeah, Jokic. But, but, here, how, how, but Jared, one point then. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry to In terms you. of pure talent, sure, he's maybe not the most talented player in the NBA. You know, this is something yeah. where the argument always was with, with LeBron. LeBron was the pure talent, pure athleticism. LeBron, you know, when you're talking him against the other all-time greats, LeBron pretty much trumps everyone, right? Jokic may not be the most talented in terms of pure talent, but the way he plays the game, the effectiveness, his efficiency, I don't know how you can't name him your number one guy. In so my guess, mind, he is definitely the number well, one player in the NBA right now. I mean, I don't and know based on what you've seen I through think his athleticism. the last few years. I think athleticism, you're right. I don't know about talent. I think talented he is. I think like, talented he is the most yeah, talented. Yeah, like one of the most talented. I guess, like, I guess the, the uh, prototypical talented, right? He's not up and slamming dunks and getting up and, and doing all these exciting Right, uh, that's it, but it's a, stat- it's efficient, or a, 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 a clip-worthy things, right? Yeah. You know, it's the efficiency that he, he goes on with it. So in my mind, he's got to be, if not if not your number one, I think you putting him any lower than three is a joke. So a narrative that I heard was Yoke, and I read this on an ESPN article from, you know, it was a, it was a Western Conference coach. That's what I remember. It was not anyone specific. But what I heard was the Nuggets are good, or as good as they are, because Jokic and Malone have chemistry. And very few teams in the NBA have that chemistry. So the Nuggets have something no other team really has, which is players who've actually continuity. been together and played for continuity. continuity. Yeah. Look at that. I love that word. Continuity. <laughs> They've been played together for years. How many teams? Look at the Suns. Look at the Lakers. Look at fill in the blank. The Nuggets are the only team, especially in the West, that has this continuity, right? So... That is one thing that I will say helps them, but is that why? Is that the answer? That's certainly Celtics an argument. Celtics in the East getting that a little bit. The the Bucks getting it a little bit. But yeah, yeah no, it's it's a great point. Um, to get back to your question, top five. I hate this question. I hate it so much. I, like for me, and I know Nick's talked about this too. I, I really love the idea more of a Mount Rushmore. 
to well, be honest. that would be mm. your top five. So. No, I know, but it's not like a order thing, right? Like, if you're just like asking me to list one through five, I, I, I'm going to ask that you be more specific. Are you saying who will I take for the next five years? I'm saying... Or if, for this year, tw- for this I'm year right, right now. right now, if you had a power rating system that you bet on, where number one would be favored over number two and so forth, what would you? And the goal is be? I want to win a on, championship. On a neutral floor. The goal is I'm trying to win a championship this year. The goal is you're trying to price the game in terms of a, and here's how I look at it, in a betting standpoint. Who would you favor over who? If it's a neutral court, they're playing at, everyone's playing at Alaska Stadium, okay? A, a neutral court. Who would you favor over who? So who am I taking this year to try to win a game? Right, right. right? Yeah, like who, who's like um, rated the most against the So... Market? I guess at this point, I am taking a, and according, uh, obviously, they all have to be fully healthy right now. Um, I'm going to go with number one, Giannis, and that's because he's won a championship. Okay. That's why. Who's number two? Uh, number two is Jokic to me. Number three is Kevin Durant. So we have the same top three. Uh, it's just interchanging. So this is all kind yeah. of semantics. And, and Jared, Jared, it's so hard. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think I think you're kind of almost feeding into the same narrative that these national people are bringing up. Well, Giannis has won a championship, right? Well, and right. and to my, it's like this is such. Hey, look back the to the two teams that Jokic led to the playoffs. I think we could all agree with they're not. Oh the man, same that's, that's what so many of these guys are for, for, forgetting. And, and, and the other part too is it is so easy to be so bold on this take about uh, about what Jokic has and hasn't done in the playoffs. Because guess what happens if he goes and kills it this year in the playoffs? They can go, yeah, see now I can buy into it. It's really easy to be like, well, he hasn't done anything, and you can stand out on the soapbox, you get all your attention, and you can stand there and exclaim to the world how Jokic does not belong in there. Because guess what? If he falls on his face in the playoffs this year, then they get to look like a god but of, hold on, a, of hold an on. analyst saying, look at, see, I've been saying it this whole time. Whereas if Jokic does succeed this year in the playoffs, they could say, well, see, we were just waiting for it. Now I'll put him in that group. So you can flip-flop and play both ways by taking this hot take, which is where I think a lot of national guys on these hot take shows, that's what they do. This is the safest hot take they can make right now because they know even if he succeeds this year, they can still have time to jump on that bandwagon. Okay, so I think that a lot of these guys, the the talking head on these national shows, um, they're feeding into. Okay, so so we as a as a basketball fandom, you know, group have really gone into this ring culture thing, right? And and it's all about right. the rings, and it's all about how many rings you have. People people argue. But is it about that? Okay, so so I guess what that's, about. that's what and, I want to. So I would argue. Do you that think it's, it's about that? No. See, I would say. I like somebody's take like a like a JJ Redick who who tries to point out on these shows as many times as he can that like this is a team sport. I know that basketball more so maybe than any other sport has like one or two players that really carry the load to win a ship. Right. But it's still a team sport and things happen and and look at just look at the great players that took them forever. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki finally won a championship, finally got the whole soft European stereotype off of his shoulders and it wasn't even like his best season. He had like a really good supporting cast around okay, him. Okay, but but I do think in a sport like the NBA where there's five starters and you have such an impact, look at what we say about the NBA. If you're elite and you go anywhere, we know right now if Kevin Durant goes anywhere, they're going to at least make the playoffs and win some games, right? So Yes, but Michael Jordan didn't win a championship till he had Scottie Pippen, and he's 28 years old, right? But didn't win. You know what's funny about narrative? Let's paint a picture. Let's all go to pretend land right now, okay? Let's paint a let, follow me here. Let's paint a picture. Jamal Murray is drafted by the Sacramento Kings. 
And up to this point in his career, Jamal Murray is putting up 32, 10, and 7 a game because in Sacramento, he's been able to do that. And the Nuggets pull off some blockbuster trade and trade picks and get a whole bunch of stuff out for Jamal Murray, right? And he comes to the Nuggets. And now the Nuggets have that number two they've been looking for their whole career. That's my point with this. Like, It's just a different narrative. It's the same player, same team. That could very, very well have happened. And so now the Nuggets have that number two, just like Kyrie's got his KD, the, Jokic has his, has his Murray. Just because the Nuggets drafted him and, and did a very good job organizationally getting these guys ready doesn't mean it should be discounted that they belong on that level. That's my point. No, no, so he so, does belong on that level. So no, he does. If he belongs the Nuggets on that have level, a very good team. Then, then let me finish this. If he belongs on that level, I think the national media is correct. We need to start judging him on titles or at least title appearances. No, no, see. He needs no, here's, to get there. Here is he has got his team. He does. He's got his coach. If he doesn't at least get to, this, uh, to the Western Conference Finals this year okay. and win a few games, right. and he is the leader of this team, I think it is a disappointment. In the NBA, it's a different sport. I think that's the standard. Okay, that is fine. I want to tell, I just, I have to tell you this here. It is absolutely fair to hold the Denver Nuggets this season to a standard that, hey, you need to make it far in the playoffs, right? You have all your pieces, and you're the number one team in the West. You have a back-to-back MVP. But why wait till the third year of that he's so, going to win the MVP? Why not? Why not year one or year two? Because he was a hurt. Garbage team. He was hurt. Oh, come on. Okay, guys. no, stop it. Here, I'm going to name the players that aren't even in the NBA or not even playing any significant minutes that played massive amounts last year for Jokic. Facundo Campasso got cut by the Mavericks second week. He's back overseas. Uh, Demarcus Cousins had a pretty good okay year for for the Nuggets at the end. There couldn't find a team this year. He could not get a job despite his efforts. Uh, Jermichael Green collecting do not plays for the Golden State Warriors. Jeff Green is out of the uh, the Denver's rotation when they're fully healthy right now. You could argue that he should be playing a little more, but either way, he's like a fringe role player at this point in his career. Um, Bryn Forbes averaging three points a game for the Timberwolves actually just got cut, I believe, because he uh, got into some off off court stuff, but he wasn't playing well at all. Austin Rivers averaging a few points a game for the Timberwolves hardly playing at all. Okay. Will Barton I, collecting I, I DMPs. Okay. You're I, making your point. Look, I understand your point. Look, but, man, but, so what, what I'm saying is, I think there is a certain point where that hits. But he is 28 years old. LeBron James had to leave the Cavs, join a super team, and then it took him till his 28, 27 year to right. win that championship. And, and the, Michael Jordan, like I me, said, had the to... clock is starting now. Yes, You got about a three to five year window where if he does not start to produce beyond that, then it's like, I want to have this conversation in like well, three years. So from expectations now. this off this uh, playoffs expectations. This is the first Western time Conference that they finals. have it. Yes, if you do not make it to the Western Conference Finals. Disappointment. It's an absolute disappointment. And to be honest with you, even that. I know me personally, I'm going to come away very disappointed if you don't make it to the finals. But you know, if you're the you number know one you know seed and you lot, don't make it to the finals. But you know what matters a ton is where the Suns and Warriors end up because right now Grizzlies two, Kings three, Suns four, Warriors five. We don't the the Nuggets don't want that, right? Because if the Suns end up four, Warriors end up five, the Nuggets get the winner of that round too. So hopefully things shift around these next uh, whatever how many however, 17 games. games because if the Grizzlies Kings fall back a little bit, that would be golden. I'll, I'll just tell you right Nugs, now man, the, the only that team, matters too. Is the CD. only team in the West that gives me any pause with the Nuggets is is a fully healthy Suns team firing on all cylinders. I mean, really, truly, I am not scared of the Warriors. I, I know I, I said this last week, but we had some 
some difficulties uh, on, on the technical side of things getting it out. But <laughs> but I uh, I, I definitely I take no fault. For I this. am not worried at all about the Warriors. I'm no. not. The for Nuggets sure. are on a different level than them this year. Yeah. Um, but but like let's let's not have revisionist history here, Walge. Right. 28 years old for Michael Jordan, 27, 28 for, for LeBron James. Um, you know, I can hardly tell the difference between the two when I look at them. And their, <laughs> know, their style exactly. of playing, too. Exactly. I, it just, you know, some, it just takes it takes more than just one player with a whole bunch of... Without Jokic last year, the Nuggets are a lottery team. That's all I'm saying is those nas- the national pundits are forgetting that in their analysis. They're saying, well, what have you done in the playoffs? Um, let me see. All Jokic has done has improved his numbers from regular season to the playoffs, has made all sorts of all-time lists oh on God. playoff performance. I got kind of worked up today. Uh, yeah, I'm just all right. All okay, right. no, I have one more thing before we, today, uh, before we end today, before we end this uh, this uh, Nuggets talk. Um, Brian Windhorst, I like him. You guys like him, I ESPN do. reporter? Yeah. Yeah. He had an article up today at ESPN Plus talking about the Nuggets, and uh, really, I thought it was a really good article. It was long, but it, it, most of it was complimentary. Talked about how, how clutch the Nugs are, how... If you compare the Nuggets to, to teams, elite teams, last 10 years, where they stand out is late in the game in clutch situations defensively. Now, clutch situations is defined as five within five minutes, within five points, uh, or overtime, of course, within f- uh, five points. Well, overtime in general, I guess that's, you get it. So, in the, in the article, he pointed out that the Nuggets are so good clutch defense that that's a problem. And that was the turn, right? That's the sixth sense turn, right? I see dead people in the article. So he says, last three seasons, the number one team, clutch defense in the NBA, Suns, Blazers, Oklahoma City, in in order, have been eliminated very early in the playoffs. But that, to me, have seems like good. an uncorrelated But look, stat. he knows what he's talking about. And so you're telling yeah. me a team that's great at clutch defense is a bad thing? I'm saying that sometimes regular season clutch defense doesn't always translate to the postseason clutch defense. And a lot of this happens in Denver. A lot of these stats are in Denver, as he pointed out in the article, like at home. Sure. That's true, and but the Blazers were not a top half defensive team, whereas the Nuggets are 12th in defense right now. Like, I don't think that's a you're fair wrong. comparison. You're wrong. They were number one clutch defense no, I meant, that year I, in the I NBA. meant top half in total defense. So, like, yeah, you could be the number one clutch defense, but also the Blazers have been a freaking hey, I didn't cone. write the article. You know? I tried to give it some life with the whole six sense <laughs> thing, but it didn't work apparently, but... Nah, no, that, that's it. It. Go read it for yourself out there. Brian Windhorst, article on ESPN no Plus. Why the Nuggets will fail is because that's what they rely on, apparently. Yeah, you know, I, I disagree that that's what they rely on, though. But, but uh, you know, neither here nor there. All right, well, after getting everyone kind of worked up there, I, know. I, I think oh, it's yeah. time to talk some Rockies. Calm everyone back down. Oh, make right. sure there's no excitement whatsoever here. Okay. We need to make sure well, our uh, You know what sucks? Brennan Rodgers is out. Did you see that? No. Yeah. He's yeah. out for the season. And that was one of the few shining points because if you're going to win, it, it's, it's so funny. All the the stress put on offense and like you're getting runs in and getting you know the home runs and the and, and OPS. Brendan Rodgers he won the Gold Glove last year, right? Second base. Um, you need defense, good defense. At if you have a really really bad defense and a great offense, you can lose like seven to ten games a year 
just just based on that. Yeah, Brendan, Brendan Rodgers was the third defensive wins above replacement in yeah. the National League last year. He's really important for the Rockies' defense, and, and that's for, where they... Yeah, for a guy that kept followed short of the expectations of his draft slot, of, of what mm. was put on his shoulders, for him to finally come into and, it and last this was year. His year. Just this to be was accurate, his year. I'm not it's sure. If he, I actually don't think he's been ruled out for the season yet. It's going to um, be close, though. But, but yeah, his season's in jeopardy. Well, by the shoulder. time he may have any potential coming <laughs> well, back, I think gonna it's going to be long gone. Yeah, Rockies fellas. are going to be out. Although, Dick yeah. Muffer came out and said he's confident this team could be a 500 team this year. No way. Yeah. Wait, the Rockies should just rename their team to be the, the Colorado 500 because that's our goal every year. That is the goal of ownership every year. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> you fall well short of that on hey, a yearly basis. L- let me say this, though. I go to more Rockies games than anything. And it's pr- because I work during this time of yeah. the year. Well, they also so make them I- cheap. Well, they do, yeah, definitely. And so you go cheap, five bucks you go afternoon, ticket, afternoon, back by exactly. dinner. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and I, you know what I like is the the matinees, mm. low oh, yeah. one hundred and five. Yeah. Back for back for some uh, night. Uh, low one hundred and five action. Oh, love sit it. down the third baseline so you get some shade. See, yeah. the, I actually, <laughs> I, well, I don't do well on the matinee games because. I have no self-control, so I'll be at a, a baseball game drinking for two or three hours, and then I'm just downtown with bars all around me. I have too many bad decisions to make at that point. Uh, Connor, you say down the uh, da- da- right field? Third, third base third line, base. left field line. Yeah, that way there's uh, you get the shade. See, okay, for the matinees, that's perfect. Yeah. What I like, though, is going to the evening games, right? Mm-hmm. Get off work, go to the evening games. And you sit in the either the bleacher section where you know in the, kind of the uh, the mezzanine as it's called, right? Nope. Are you bed. talking about like the rock pile? No, 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 no. The bleacher section, like uh, where the Nathan's hot dogs are. That's what I was actually getting to. Is you, you got to position yourself next to the hot dogs. Obviously. It's home run territory, left field. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, or the couple sections there next to third base. But let me tell you something: if you're gonna want get cheap tickets for the Rockies, go on StubHub, go on Ticketmaster, get tickets day of. Don't ever get these promoted discounted tickets from the Rockies. Let me tell you why. Unfortunately, you're going to end up with the crowd that buys the discounted tickets. Now, if you have a, a kids, like, a, like a, a family, it may be the place for you because last time I bought the discounted tickets, we were excited, third baseline, row 15, $5 tickets. How do we get $5 tickets? We got the email. We got the email. I forgot the email. And we show up. And it was like Chuck E. Cheese around us, dude. <laughs> it was... And Connor, you have a daughter, so this may be more, you know, I don't know if she likes Chucky, but this may be more her style. But my recommendation, if you want cheap tickets, day of, you can get cheap tickets on StubHub. So just do it that way. Okay. A little recommendation. All right, all right. Unless you love the kids. Then, then do. Then, I feel then, like no. even most people who have kids don't love being surrounded <laughs> by kids at a sporting event. Yeah, you want, yeah, you want now, an escape uh, route. Now, a baseball is uh, gonna take on a little bit of a different look this year. I can't wait. Yeah, bigger bases, pitch clock. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's okay, so so walk me through all of the new things here because you guys keep bringing up things okay, that so, I so, forgot. So I know the pitch clock. That's three main the rules. Big... Three three rules we'll focus on. Okay, three main ones. The biggies: bigger bases, pitch clock, no shift. Okay, and the no shift means this. The infielders, you have to keep shortstop and third on one side of second and second base and first uh, baseman on, on the other side of the second. That's the only real shift difference. So what teams are doing now is they're moving outfielders around because the old shift move was you take shortstop and put him in between the right fielder and second baseman 
and, and sort of the shortstop. Kind of like a and, rover in softball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like right there. Well, for yeah, the softball fans, Connor's a champion, oh, yeah. the rover. So in between, essentially second and right field, right? So now they're putting the left fielder there for players like Joey Gallo, you know, real pull hitters. So it's going to be interesting to see, has Joey Gallo or players like him worked on their bunting and opposite field hitting because the players and, and teams have gotten around the shift. Look, see, I played oh, many a years gonna... of wiffle ball as a left-handed player. Everyone tried to shift on me. Oh, buddy, I got that slap down like it was nobody's business. How do these professional baseball players not realize be, be, there is nobody Perry. on this well, half Perry, of the reason, the reason First of all, uh, who was pitching against you during the yeah, so he was He was okay. pro caliber. not going to lie. <laughs> okay, pro okay. Jared, Jared, the thing that when people say that, I hear it all the time. It's kind of common. Uh, what they often overlook and don't think about is you are dealing with a elite pitcher who is not going to give you the pitch to drive to that side of the field. Like that's the goal. So I don't not, need to drive it. Slap that. Whatever. Pitch out no, there. no. Listen though, Jared, when, when you have um, Joey Gallo up and you are, you know that as a defense, you are like giving up the entire left side of the field, right? You are going to give him cheddar inside part of the plate. No, no. Hold on, Connor. You know? I, I disagree, but I actually think it's the opposite. I think that if you're facing Joey Gallo, he is such a pull hitter, you want to serve up the meatball where he would push it. No, right? but they, no, but they don't. But they don't. They try to go the pitcher is is trying to control where you hit it. If you're putting seven players on one side of the field, you want him to hit it there because the chances are even if he rips it, it's going to be an out. I think it, I think they're putting seven players on that side of the field because statistics say this player hits on that side of the field 80% of the time regardless of who's pitching. Nope. Otherwise, they wouldn't put players there. Well, it's no, not I'm about not saying the, you're going to give him It's not about the pitcher either. dictating where the ball goes. It's about the, 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 the defense playing the best based on who's batting. That's why... Um, Javi Gar- Javier Garcia, I believe, or something like that for the Astros was the counterpoint to uh, Gallo because uh, he, and I, I want to get his name right, but uh, this individual batter on, on the, the Astros, who they use as an example, what, what I watched, he goes, he sprays it, right? So where he got the shift last year, primarily, he's not going to get that this year because he can hit it oppo. As to where Joey Gallo almost can't hit it oppo, even if he wants to. That's the difference. Right. So so I guess I should I should clarify a little bit. And there's there's an excellent article in The Athletic, which I, I love The Athletic. I think it's a great, great subscription. But uh, there's this article. I, I should send it to you, Tyler, and have you read it. Jordan, Jordan Alvarez was the player I was thinking about. Ah, yeah, Jordan, Al- Jordan Alvarez. Uh, so there's this excellent article. Kind of goes through. It talks to a couple pitching coaches from, like, I think the Mets and the, the Cubs and... Uh, and they are describing it's not quite as simple as what I was saying. Like you're just gonna put it inside, but you are trying to get them to pitch to to where they hit it to that zone, right? So for some hitters, though, it's not always a 97 mile an hour fastball inside. For some hitters, it is actually like an outside. Okay, oh, all I'm saying, O'Connor, is more you're telling me it. you get. Uh, Joey Gallo mm-hmm. to spend an entire offseason working on inside out- outing that pitch because you can do it if you know what you're doing you know how to strategically do it it's all angles and hitting it and getting your hands in the right position at the right timing if he strategically 
tried to do that. You're telling me he is physically incapable as a professional baseball player. He is physically incapable of uh, You know what? I'm just saying it's it's easier said than done. I, I agree with that. When, when you're For playing an amateur a major league player pitcher. who has no uh, we can, business We can move off this, school. though, but okay. I think we all understand. Uh, the one that's the most controversial, at least... For the average fan watching the games, the most noticeable is the pitch clock. I love the pitch clock. I freaking love this. Now, a lot of people are going to hate it because it's going to change the game. It's going to change the game quickly. Um, have you guys seen what, what, what it's about? I mean... Uh, oh, yes. Oh, I love it. What, I lo- it 20, 20 seconds from the, the time it hits Wh- the... The catcher's glove. Fifteen seconds. 15. You have to start Batter, your windup when the, nobody's on base. Yeah, so let's let's let everyone know what it is. Fifteen second clock from when the pitcher gets it. It starts. Uh, the batter has to be looking at the pitcher by eight seconds, and then the pitcher's free to throw once there's eye contact. Mm-hmm. So what we saw <clears throat> was the fifteen second clock starts after one pitch. Okay, before that, it's like 20, 25 seconds. And Max Scherzer, earlier this week, was exercising it, making players wait. It was so cool to watch. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly what happens with the pitch clock. Uh, Start of the week. Start of the week. Start of the week. Start of the week. Yeah. A little different start of the week for you this week. Yeah, I, I'm in for Nick. So I just hit the button. It's good. Um, it's good. I figure you have a good one, though. No, you know, it's a little different. Normally, I like to focus on more statistics, but mainly the Nuggets, uh, mainly Jokic. <laughs> but, uh. but on this one, we're going to go the game clock, okay? Ooh. So this new pitch clock has dropped the average game in spring training from three hours and one minute from last year to two hours and 39 minutes. Ooh, You're looking at, I mean, it. that is a much more manageable thing, right? Uh, and then I would also say something that Tyler didn't mention in the rule changes. They have reevaluated and changed how box are called as well. And they're being much more strict, right? And so a lot of these pitchers rotation, or, uh, their windups are inherently box and they just never got called. This season, that's going away. There are four times as many box called this spring training than last year. Wow, last year. I love it. That's so, awesome. So, uh, so going back to the I whole, love the Bach, the, yeah, the Bach, the, the pitch clock thing, right? Yeah. And so we're great. cutting off like we're we, cutting off like twenty two awesome. minutes at least. Will anybody watch a game because it's two and a half hours instead of three? Yes. No, that's I, not why people aren't watching the games. Oof, they're watching it oof. for the lack of entertainment during the game. Okay, and, but, hey, mind, but, but they're but, but, missing Jared, the boat on this. In but more, all listen, aspects. more box means more base runners. Sure. More hits means more base runners. More, more. This um, all means all more entertaining. No, 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 I'm game. talking this, the pitch clock specifically. Okay, okay. So, pitch clock specifically. Okay, also the pitch clock specifically. It's going to be an interesting thing in terms of stolen bases. If you get a guy, yeah, if you get a guy that is right up against that pitch clock, right? It's almost like in football, right? When you know that there's three, two, one, sure. your edge rushers get an extra sure. little burst if they're instance, aware of it. In that instance, great. But what I'm seeing, and early on, we're already seeing it, is pitchers using this to their advantage. This is yeah, absolutely sure. an advantage to the pitcher. But you know why? Up. You step up on there and you force that batter in that box but over and over, over again. And, and okay. And if over time this plays out, then I will eat my words. But all I'm saying is here's what you're doing. is You are giving all of us watching the game a freaking anxiety attack. It gives me 
so much anxiety watching these two people rush through their motion and do their thing. Secondly, when you talk about the base runners, sure, when it gets down to that, it's great. But as a person who the only thing I was ever good at in baseball was running the bases, <laughs> you want that time. You are getting in a pitcher's head is what you are doing. You want him looking at you one time, two times, three. Oh, that third time you maybe take an extra step. Now you're in this pitcher's head. Maybe the catcher's you know watching. But so it's, the same, it's the same game them. of it's the you're same game of cat and mouse. It's just quicker. But it's you don't quicker. have the time to do that no, if they're I'm constantly going. I love it. And, I love the changes. And then the, the other Let's aspect, get this thing going. No, the other aspect to it is the idea that you're gaining more fans because it's a shorter game. You know what sport? And I'm just guessing off the top of my head. I don't have the research, but no, the you game, know what sport is the longest in in, in games? Football. Football. But sure. does that keep anybody from fans, watching it? No, the gaining more fans will not happen this year or next year or the next three years. It's going to be a slow change for that, but it's about implementing a new game. They're trying to change the game of baseball right. here. And Jared, We're talking about is, major, you, major changes. And you're always walking the line, right, between the, the old get-off-my-lawn baseball purists who refuse to change anything right. in the game, and then all these people are like, yeah, let's just like... Do a home run derby instead of extra innings, and like let's like there's all these like off the wall ideas, right? So it's like Tyler said, they're they're kind of trying to make adjustments. Let me ask you this, Jared: What is the number one thing when when you ask just any random person what their problem with baseball is? Like, what's the biggest issue they have? They say it's so slow. That is the number one, and like I don't have the market data to show this, but like that is what I anecdotally see when I yeah, ask people what and, the problem is. And I would agree is. with that. I would agree with that. But I guess my feelings on it, and again, I will eat these words if in a year, two years, three years, the evidence shows how much runs are up, is I think by speeding it up does not instantly mean more hits, more runners, more things. No, but you're going to see more. You are seeing scoring up, it, and it's a combination of all these things, right? It's spring you, you mentioned No, listen, though. You mentioned how, how you think this is a clear-cut advantage to the pitcher. Let me counter you a little bit here, okay? Because, and I actually think here at Altitude, this is going to be an even bigger deal, Okay. Not all pitching is grabbing the ball, getting on the rubber, and throwing it. There is also sprinting to back up the throw from third, sprinting to back up the throw from catcher, sprinting in from the bullpen, right? I see Wait, a lot of people jogging. No, no, personally. yes, you did, but you will not anymore because there is a time clock. As soon as that and that's a good up, point I hadn't really thought they about. They have between, to run in yeah. from the bullpen to make that time clock and still get their pitches that they are allowed to pitch. Yeah. So... What I actually think you're going to see is it is it you're going to need to have more conditioning from the pitcher standpoint than than was previous like needed, right? Yeah. Because that's a good if point. you sprinted a couple plays in a row, you could just get back on, take your time, catch your breath a little bit, right? Yeah. But nowadays people could be coming in especially at altitude here and you're going to tell me that a, a 36-year-old kind of overweight guy that has to you know, some of these pitchers that just have to sprint at altitude, they're going to be able to come back on and and throw great i mean i i think that there's a little bit there that for sure people aren't necessarily thinking about but then also the bigger bases how many boom boom plays like bang bang plays are going to now be safe and how many more base runners are you going to get from this like hopefully more yeah that i'm good with i'm pretty much good with all this leads to more i I, I don't it does i think it i don't love the nature of having to implement the no shift thing because to me it's just dumb that you have to do it anyways but i think it does again enhance what you're getting it gets more people on the base those sorts of things i just don't think you're going to see the benefits from the pitch clock that they're hoping and i think it's going to what you're going to do is you're going to like 
create this division that already exists within baseball. You're just digging that stake in more and more of these people that are the elitists that don't want to see it change. And then you get a bunch of people like me who are not that. I'm a casual fan, but I like going to a nice, casual, relaxed game. I like that atmosphere within a game. I like that about baseball that you get that slow, kind of methodical pace to it. And I, I just, that, I don't know if the biggest thing I strongly dislike with the idea of the pitch clock is any sort of rule that would end a game without a freaking pitch thrown. Ooh. Yeah. And that is going to happen. It won't happen yeah. often, but that it one will day happen. it will eventually inevitably happen where the bases are loaded and somebody just walks home the, the <laughs> way. And you can't have it both ways. If you want this in there, you have to accept you know, that uh, as the reality. You said something interesting to me. Uh, something I haven't even really thought about because I, I generally think this is a good thing. But I haven't even thought about how it's going to change the game day experience for people that go to games, right? Because part of the appeal of like an opening day or whatever, like a matinee game, yeah. it's kind of cool how you can go and kill three hours of your time like well, or more. Well, hold you know? on. Especially also, during the work day. let's not forget live Pitch by pitch betting. betting. I right. like betting on what's right. the next pitch going to be. Buddy, you better oh. have a good internet exactly. connection. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on. So that's going to go away too. That is that's true. Yeah, that's a. So there's some there's some interesting dynamics going on here with this, but yeah. I think it's overall good. Speed up the game. Get a little more uh, offense going in. Uh, I think. I think from now, granted, I wasn't like a pro pitcher by any means, but I pitched in college. I was, you know, I pitched a little bit in college. I at least have the perspective of a pitcher at times. I don't see this as an advantage to the pitcher. I, I think that the pitchers are much more like you were taught from such a young age. You control the pace. You control the game. It is exactly what you do. It is your pace that you do. It is not the hitter. The hitter doesn't get to control your pace. And, and so now you are being forced into a pace. The, for a hitter, it doesn't really like – it's not like hitters – Need to undo their batting gloves or whatever. Like seriously, you ask most hitters, they're like, "Yeah, whatever, I'll adjust." Uh, did you ever see Nomar Garcia Parra's routine? I know, I that know. seemed like that guy would curl up in a ball if he didn't get to slap his he did, wrist. He like did, but it's times. but it's uh, it's changing the dynamic of the pitcher controlling and, the pace. And you bring up a good point with that, Connor. Of that, kids are taught at a young age that now kids will start to be exactly. taught at this young exactly. age how it to do changes. that. It's going to be a generational thing that we'll see as the time passes how different that is. It'll be interesting to see as the years go on. If you as distinctly notice that in three to five years, these guys that are coming up through the high school and college ranks learning to play this way, if it'll be a little bit different. It, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. And, and, and then there's these guys like Kevin the Gosman who – who? Oh, stop talking about Gosman! <laughs> Don't get me going on Kevin Gosman. I'm just kidding, by the way. Uh, I have yeah. no idea who that is. So <laughs> I, enlighten us. I actually played some ball with Kevin Gosman in high school. Oh, uh, he dropped that just so he could say that. Just so. He now, could so, so what's interesting is he's like the poster boy for this new Bach rule thing. Who is? Uh, he, he is, uh, you know, one of the better pitchers in the last three years in the major leagues. Uh, All star, you know. Uh, got went to the Braves. Has uh, played for the Orioles. He, he's he's really good. Awesome. So uh, he's like the Kevin Duran or Kyrie Irving yeah, of, the, he's, uh, of baseball. BNBA, Just new yeah. team every year. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but uh, but he does a little like. He, he, once he got traded to the Braves a few years ago, he started just going out of the stretch, and his stretch does kind of a toe tap on the way to the plate, which is a balk every time this year. And because a balk on every pitch is probably not ideal, he is having to change his entire windup. Uh, he's not the only one. There's several pitchers who are who cannot go into this year with their same lineup they've done for however long, and it, and that's really interesting uh, too. Well, Connor, you know? it's going to be good. 
going to be interesting. When's the, when's the uh, season start? April 6th is Rocky's first Ooh. home game. Is it? I think they start a series before one month. that. Let's yeah. go. One so, month. Uh, very, I think it's like the last day or two of and, March. And what about, uh, hey, are we going to see what we see at like basketball? Like If you go to like any college or high school basketball game, you're going to hear the crowd when there's like 15 seconds left. They're going to be going five, four, they're gonna give <laughs> three. They're going to give them the Nat Hackett right? treatment. Yeah, Except right. the, the clock's right there. Yeah, It's well, right there. That's true. Saying, at least it cools. And I'd be curious to know as a fan if I'm sitting, say, on the first base path, right? I don't see that clock. Is there, There's got to be another uh, clock yeah, that we're all seeing. Yeah. There will probably be clocks, well, but well. I, I, I'm curious to see if we will see that. What do you think? Do you think we're going to see that? Are we going to see uh, crowds chanting 10, so. 9, 8, 7? I think seven? there'll be some more mocking than anything else with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not not trying to mess them up. Because that's what they do in college like sports, right? They're always like believe. 5, 4, 3, yeah. 2, 1. I can't believe we just talk baseball. I know. Yeah. And I got more for you guys. We're going to have some oh fun here. Oh, my God. I got, I got some, uh, some futures over-unders. I got a couple I pulled from DraftKings, and then I did some player prop things that I just did myself. Well, only one player prop, but I did a few of them myself, which we're going to just have some fun with. Okay. So we're going to go over under. You guys got to give me an over under on all of these as we go down. Okay. So I'm down Charlie Brown draft Kings list the total wins for the Colorado Rockies at 65 and a half. How are recent you guys, is that? Uh, this morning, as okay. of this morning. All so, right. are you guys taking the over sixty-five and a half or the under? By the way, one hundred and sixty-two games. You take the under. You are dangerously close to that hundred loss uh, total we l- talked about. So, all let, last let me give everyone a little piece that I've found recently. The uh, schedules have shifted this year. A little change under the radar. And what the scheduling changes mean is the, the baseball was weird for a long time. The way they did interdivision play. Uh, inter con or uh, 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 league play, right? National League, American League. This year, every team plays every one. Now, that may seem normal, but baseball's never done that before. That's what they're doing this year? They're doing that this every year. Every team is going to play every team? We play every team. So, guess that what crazy. that means over under for teams like the Rockies? We don't have as many games against the Padres and the Dodgers and all these teams who are going to be elite. Now, I know we still get the the, the uh, uh, Diamondbacks in there, right? So it's the other way, too. But the NL West is good, okay? so I Diamondbacks think, aren't bad either. Ex- well, I, 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 exactly. <laughs> I put them in there, but I think that helps the Rockies because normally you base the Rockies on their normal schedule. Right. But this year with those extra games against those National League, se- you know, central teams, and we got the the you know, the Pirates a couple extra times and we got whoever it may be, right? I think it's good that the the Rockies play extra teams, a lot more lower bottom teams this year, so I'm going to go over. I was not aware of that. That is going to be very very Different as, again, just as a casual fan watching where you're so accustomed to seeing series after series. You know what's interesting? The reason I asked you about that DraftKings number is because I I happened to look at it like a couple weeks ago and it was at that 65 and a half. That number did not move with the news of Brendan Rodgers. Isn't that interesting? So apparently... I would think he's at least worth one win. Yeah, worth a game. Yeah, Yeah, I would have expected it to move a game, even a half game. It's pretty interesting it didn't. Um... So that almost leads me to be like, wow, that's a weird number. But you know what? I'm going to take the over still on that. Yeah. I'm going to take the over. We're both going over. Jared, are you going under? I'm taking under. I'm buying my 100 losses again, baby. <laughs> Where We were so close last year. So close. I really, really thought that they were going to get there. 
They're getting there this year, boys. They're getting there, I believe, Boom. in Love my it. Rockies. Okay, this one I just had to put out there just for fun because obviously none of us are going to make this bet. But could either of you tell me without, unless you've looked at it already recently, what the uh, the the bet is for the uh, Rockies to make the playoffs uh, on no, DraftKings? No, but see, here's what messes with me is the vig messes up the whole like difference. So I'm just going to guess. The yes, not the no. Okay, so don't make me guess the whole thing. I think the yes is plus is. I'm gonna go twenty five to one plus twenty five hundred. I was gonna, yeah. You know what? That's a pretty good guess. I, I, I'll go just just to be different than you. I'll go twenty to one. You know, it's almost like you're a professional at this or something, Tyler. What is it? It's plus twenty five hundred. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, I've not looked at and it. And they yet. just have it um, of the to make the playoffs. It's plus twenty five hundred. There is no yes no on DraftKings at least on All it. Right. So they just list as plus twenty five hundred. So that's funny that you hit it spot. You're like ah, you know, just based on that, it's probably Probably about nail on well, the Well, I, I figured it was about times four because seven teams make it. So about 20, like 2,800 should be fair. So, of course, they're going to charge about 25. That was my <laughs> Okay, right, the my rest process. of these are just me just having some fun, okay, based off of some previous season numbers, things like that. So first one, total number of all-stars for the Rockies, over under one and a half. Well, I'm going to go over one and a half because I, the Rockies do have talent. Like, let's not forget, the Rockies have stockpiled offensive talent. The question is is pitching. Chris Bryant, stay healthy, could be an all-star. A lot of players uh, could be all-stars. CJ so, Crone, uh, CJ Crone, exactly. So the rule is, got to have one. That's Harley the stipulation. Got to have one. Yeah, All I'll, we I'll need is one more. Go I'll take over. the over. What you guys, I th- was going to put two and a half, and then I looked back, and they've only had one all-star for several years running, I feel like. Hey, and uh, this year's different. Hey, but would, we, you guys, would you guys have still gone over at no, two and a half? No. Or you would have gone under? Nope, you guys are putting under. it at two. What's the price? One ten. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I tried to have bigger bigger than that, but yeah. come on. Plus one thirty, I'll take the over. No, right. uh, yeah, but that's fun. You got right. any more? Yeah, yeah, I got a few more here. Uh speaking of your boy, Chris Bryant, over under games played, fifty five and a half. I will give you the information that he only played in forty two games last year. Fifty five and a half over yeah, I'm under. easily taking the over. Uh under. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's it's only played 55 and a half games <laughs> one time in the last four years. So I'm yeah. going to take the under as no, well. No, he's soft. Uh, will any pitcher have, and this is more of a yes or no from here out, okay? Will any pitcher have <laughs> okay, more Parker. than 11 and a half wins? Yes, come on. How long pitcher will? One pitcher is going to rattle off For the seven Rockies. at home and, and, and five on the road. Okay. Ooh, five on the road. That and is. I will give you the information <laughs> no, no. that Eight at home several, guys, okay. several guys had nine wins last year. No pitcher got to ten for the Rockies last nine year. Nine at home, four on the road for someone. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll take the over. Let's go. Okay. I'll Let's take go. the over. We're optimistic. I'm, I'm under on all of these, by the way. <laughs> uh, will any player have more than 28 and a half home runs? Yeah, CJ Cron. Yeah, CJ, dog. Okay. Yep. He's, he's gone three years running on that, by the way. Yeah. You, you call him uh, CJ Cron, I call him CJ Dog. Uh, CJ Dog. Yeah, yeah I'm down. Let's CJ go. Dog with the over. Go, CJ Dog. All right, last one. Where will they end in the final rankings in terms of win losses out of 30 teams over under 26 and a half? Oh, Last wow. year they were twenty fourth in, yeah, in under. Major League. I'm gonna go under. Well, under is in, yeah. As in better than twenty six. Better better or worse. Better or worse. Twenty six and a half. Twenty six and a half. Yeah, under. You under. you picked a bad number. Flasher was twenty four. Well, according to DraftKings in total their win loss totals, they are projected third to last. So would be So let, let's all chip in ten bucks and do a little end of the year party if it wins. Yeah, I, I yeah, they're gonna be better. Games. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I agree. All right. Boom. I'm, I'm going to say they're going to finish worse, worse folks. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put them bottom three. All right. That's all we have. For, Are we for, finishing with we, uh, Thrive Fantasy? Yes, of course. Okay. We're, so we're be- going to move right be- from betting into betting. Before Thrive, I've got a quick top three. This is such a left turn. If you have spent the rest of this show trying to come up with a better top three for comedies, I'm going to be disappointed. No, 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 no. This is, not <laughs> this is a new top three. And I actually have a top three and a bottom three total. This is total left turn. This is this is to refresh the palate. And for those who don't know, we're way into the show, but there are timestamps. So you can skip around if you don't like this stuff. This is a unique list, okay? And and I want to get your, your input, Connor. My This is my top three cereals to eat without milk. So everyone thinks about like the best cereal to <laughs> like eat, right? Like no milk at all. Exactly. No, we're not talking If you sog, grab no the box and you want to go sit on the couch and eat it. I'm a bad person to ask because I prefer all cereals without milk. Okay, so let oh. me tell you, oh, all of them yeah. without milk. I prefer all of cereals without so milk. So let me, well then you'd be perfect for this because you have my top and bottom three. Okay. Like, that's just right. what he eats. It's easy. Okay. Should I start top or bottom, Jared? Go top because I know three. you're going to piss yeah. me off with Top three, number three, Apple Jacks. They're good. Agreed. Re- they I quench it. Apple Jacks in so long. Okay. Number do they two, still make that? Yes, yeah. they do. Yeah. Uh, number yeah. two, and and I will qualify number two. It's only the top three fourths of the bag. Frosted Flakes. Ooh. Frosted Why? Flakes. Why? Because they get li- too crumbly. They get too small and, and crumbly yeah. at the bottom. It's like a when, bag of when chips, dude, right? You get some like n- like yeah. nuggets that if are huge. If you don't huge. pick the one that's in my head for number one, I'm gonna freak. Best use for Frosted Flakes. Is to use it for for frying some fi- uh, chicken, fish, you know, <laughs> okay. crumble that shit up. Fry, but Frost Lakes number two without milk. Number one, it's got to be Captain cinnamon Crunch. toast crunch. Oh cinnamon my god! Cinnamon toast crunch. Oh my god! Cinnamon toast crunch. Okay, bottom three. Uh, well, real quick, you didn't put Fruit Loops in there. To me, Fruit Loops is the best. You know what? Fruit Loops is like a, a dark horse. I thought about that for yeah. four. Fruit Loops is good. How do you have Captain good. Crunch in there? Oh my goodness! Let's get to the bottom three, Jared. Okay. Shall we? All right. Number three. Worst. So this is not the worst. The number third worst. Any kind of pebbles, cocoa pebbles, fruity pebbles. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm they're down messy. There. I need like a funnel. To yeah, get that exactly. Into the they're mouth. messy. Yeah. So any kind of pebbles. Number three. I, I would love to see you. Number eat it with two, Cap'n Crunch. Oh, Cap'n Crunch is, is bottom three cereal to eat without milk. Uh, it's no, too. I'm gonna agree with you because my you're. This is one of the cereals that I prefer once it gets a little soggy, and I know we have had this debate. We won't go yeah. rehash that out. But the reason is, is it shreds the it mouth, shreds. man. And when it it's shreds. totally dry... And Jared, the aftertaste. Brutal. You need some kind of milk with, with Captain Crunch. I despise it by itself. And number one, shredded mini wheats. I love... And, and you know what? Yeah. This is this is relative. Because with milk, shredded mini wheats are one of the best cereals. Yeah. They're delicious. You get it with a little milk on there. It's crunchy. You it's get the like, frosting. But without milk, it's a dry disaster. It's, it's like eating... Wheat thins and thinking it's the same as right. Cheez Its. You know, wheat thins are fine, <laughs> oh, it's but it's all grainy and not, it's just. It's so, those are my top three, bottom three. Bottom three, any kind of pebbles, Cabin Crunch, Shredded Mini Wheats. I just top wanna, three, I want to say Apple Jared, Jacks, Frosted Flakes, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, all without milk. I want to see Jared eat the pebbles with a funnel. That's what I want to <laughs> see now. Now that you said that, I'm I thinking can. like beer bong status. Okay. All right, hey, you know what? Down. You know what? Yeah. So here's the thing: is completely disagree with you on Captain Crunch. I think it's one. First of, the of all, best it's not tasting. Captain Crunch. You're pronouncing Captain. it wrong. It's Captain Crunch. Captain, Captain Crunch. Captain. Sorry, Captain Crunch. You know what's Idiot. funny is? You know what's what? funny is? <laughs> I thought of my top three before you gave anything. Okay. And I had Cinnamon Toast Crunch in my top three well, as well. It's gotta I agree. Be. Yeah. But I have Captain Crunch in my top three. And okay. then there's one that you never mentioned that I think should be there instead of Apple Jacks. Can I guess? Can I guess? A couple. Uh, I want a couple guesses. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough poll for you. Oh uh, well. I think I have it. Okay. Golden Grams. No. Oh, okay. 
No, it's not bad. God, though. you guys are bringing up cereals. I haven't thought Dude, about. Dude, Golden Grams are, are delicious. So this decades. is actually like my low key favorite sugar cereal ever. Okay. Waffle Crisp. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, I'm into Waffle, waffle yeah. Crisp. Yeah, I like without those. milk is maybe in some syrup. Are those the ones shaped like the honeycombs? They're shaped like waffles. Well, no, there's honeycomb. There is honeycomb. Oh no, I'm thinking of the honeycombs. I don't know if I've had Waffle, waffle Crisp. Crisp. If you can find it, it's fantastic. Okay, honeycomb okay. is also delicious. Yeah, like on honeycomb. your top three list, I think the only one that is truly enhanced by milk is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. The reason being, you get that wonderful no. sugary cinnamon Bro, milk at the end. That Frosted you Flakes and oh, Apple Jacks so are both good. very, very good. It's underrated. So good. Now, for those who don't know, who have heard other podcasts or whatever with me on them, um, I prefer, and I think it's by far the best way, this is how, this is how, like, the next generation, or like, like, 10 generations from now, like, when everyone's like, super like, you know, this is how they are going to eat their cereal. You put the milk in first. And let me tell you why. You can perf. There's several reasons, but the main reason that I think is you control the sogginess level. Nothing gets as soggy as you want. If you like soggy cereal, you can let it sit for as long as you want, but you did you dictate that. Okay, that's number one. Number two is you get perfectly portioned bites every time. So your final bite is the perfect amount of milk, perfect amount of cereal. You don't waste anything, right? So people who pour the, the cereal in first. It's disgusting. They're wasting a whole bunch. It sits at the bottom getting all soggy and all gross. No, you don't waste any of it. No, I'm it's not a fan of that. So, so here's what I do is you go milk first and then you put in a handful at a time. So you get the, the, the cereal set up wherever you're going to eat and then get the box or you can go double box, you multiple boxes, and then put in a handful at a time. One handful at a time. I like where you're at with you that. You eat the handful, you go another dip another hand. Yeah, you so know, I, 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 tried, I tried your strategy the other Isn't day. Isn't it amazing? Uh, it's not as good as my strategy. What's it's your not, strategy? My strategy is a little more in depth. It's probably a little more sophisticated <laughs> for you. Uh, Do so, we? Are we bringing out scales? Because if I have to no. weigh anything in this <laughs> no, process, no, 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 it's, it's not, not that it. fancy. Okay, it's not worth it. Uh, but so I also obviously, if I don't prefer milk a lot of the time, then I don't like the soggy cereal. I don't like it at all. So on one hand, yours was better than the typical form of doing it, but my form, I believe, is better than all of them. Okay. So I get a nice bowl of cereal, right, and I take the milk. And I just like slowly drizzle the tiniest little drizzle over like the whole, t- like we're talking like, okay, maybe like a, a couple tablespoons already of milk. lost it. Okay. Like over the whole thing. Such a small amount of milk to where, to where, if you do it right, you don't have milk at the bottom or very little. And the whole entire bowl of cereal is Guys, guys, so you're guys, already guys. getting it. Oh, I, no, I'm actually I don't disappointed. Like that at all. We've been eating cereal since we were four years old, <laughs> and you guys cannot determine the appropriate amount of milk to pour over a no, bowl just of a cereal. Tiny bit. But that's so that about. you don't end up with a bunch it's in the Jared. end. No, I don't want any in it's the not end. About you don't get that. it. I don't yeah, want. Yeah, he doesn't get it. At I don't all. want. Yeah, yeah. I apparently I do not. I don't want even like a. I don't even want like a fourth of a cup of I milk like with soggy cereal at the bottom. At the end. So That's what the, the hell are you pour? So Connor, why do you pour cereal? Oh, first? And, and I mix it. And I mix it. So it, the whole thing gets a little bit milk, oh, right? It's just a little. Okay. It's like milk. Wait, I don't love hey, that. Listeners by milk. Tyler, you and I, we can all agree. And However you think you should eat cereal, that's, no, that's how you eat it. Way. And that's, that's how you eat it. Way. Just kissed by milk. Okay. Kissed. Where do you guys stand insane. with Oreos? Do you guys like Oreos soggy? Yeah, no. Uh, so so I split my Oreos in half and uh, I dip the part with uh, no frosting. So I'll dip okay. the open the cookie, cookie and then I eat the frosting part sure. free. Okay. Ooh, so free. I recently Bags fly free. I yeah. recently had the epiphany. I'm like, wait. 
I it actually was sparked by you talking about how you don't like soggy cereal. I'm like, you can never get the Oreos sogged up enough with the milk while you're holding it, right? It falls apart. <laughs> I eat my Oreos like a bowl of cereal. Pour that shit in the bowl, throw some milk over the top of it, grab a spoon, and eat away, man. And it's just, it's wonderful. You can let them get all soggy and broken up. It's fantastic. How do you think Thrive Fantasy is going to like us leading into their promo before this? You know, I think the attention level of our listeners right now is as high as it's ever been. And it's a good thing because, you know. (laughs) By the way, what's the, what's, what are the Thrive bets this week? Let's get everyone into it. Let's get the thrive bets going. The for ourselves, our pick, yes. picks this week. Let's yes. throw the pitch some cereal. We all know I was right, Connor was wrong. Mm. And uh, by the way, none of you mentioned Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks are elite. Let me give before we turn the page. Let me one quick thing. Yeah, if you're back. looking to get back into cereal, and you go, huh? I listen to this. Um, I want to get back into cereal, but I don't. I don't know where to start because you're overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's the question everyone. Have you asking. gone down the cereal aisle? <laughs> it is overwhelming. Let me give you somewhere to start. Go to the Cheerios because Cheerios have all the different flavors. You got chocolate, you got fruity, you got apple, you got cinnamon. By the way, you have apple all Cheerios the are different definitely better than kinds. Apple Jacks. You know what? I will actually say that's a very we'll, we'll do a taste test one day. That's a very good point. So just start with Cheerios. Cheerios has everything. It's the best kind. Go to Cheerios. There you go. Okay, Cheerio to that. Okay, and drink almond milk. Don't drink real milk. Yes, I yeah. actually like, I like oat almond milk, milk too. Oat, oat milk. Yeah. Oat yeah. milk is where it's at. Yeah. Uh, all right, Thrive Fantasy, the leader in daily fantasy sports when it comes to player prop bets. Each and every week, we give out our best bets of the week uh, on the year. Connor, you're freaking killing it, man. I'm not even going to keep giving you credit. You hit both bets last week. You did eight and one. Soaps and I are both danced around five. Hundred, Connor. Here's the thing: L- L- Connor's bets eight and one. So we're doing. Are you guys doing the parlays? No, just well, no. We've done bets. all. We've done different things. Okay, yeah, we've so, done different things. So let's assume that he did the parlays, okay? Because because what uh, Thrive also offers is the player, uh, the house props, the parlays. Um, if you parlay those together and you went, let's say the like one was a three teamer, right? And you went two and zero, oh, two and zero, oh, and then whatever, and the and the couple two wins, you would have won. Tens, uh, you know, of more dollars than you would have betting at DraftKings or FanDuel or BetMGM, and the reason is you can make the same parlays on Thrive than you can at BetMGM or FanDuel or any of the places we mentioned, and you make more money. And the reason is it's awesome. I, I seriously, when they first started this, I'm like, they can't keep this up. There's no way they can keep doing this. A year and a half later, they're doing it. They assume every player is minus one ten. Right, so on DraftKings you may get like because I, I do hockey, you may get uh, uh, Nathan McKinnon over four and a half shots minus minus one thirty, right? But on Thrive it's minus one ten. You may get uh, uh, Georgiev over twenty one saves at minus two hundred, and it's like minus one ten on Thrive. I go, I can parlay this together, and they think it's minus one ten. So you make a lot more money parlaying things together on Thrive than anywhere else. That's why I use it. It's legitimately, like, tangibly worth it for me to parlay things on Thrive. It's if, awesome. If you're already on Thrive and you're asking us, hey, I don't see anywhere where it says parlays on there. What you're looking house for is props. house props, yep. okay? I know on an iPhone, it's in your top left corner, right? When you open up the app, house props, that gets you all your parlay betting. It'll show you all the different leagues and everything there. And if you're not already on Thrive Fantasy, make sure when you sign up, you use our promo code RED, R-E-D. If you use that when you sign up, they'll match whatever you put in up to $100. Easy way to get money, just type in the promo code RED. That's Thrive Fantasy fantasy or if you're old school you like the old pc laptop computer you can go online thrivefantasy.com 
Old school. Old school. I know Tyler's on his computer all the time. I know it. Uh, Connor, what do you have for this week? Do you have a winner? I I, I do. Uh, And uh, you should probably follow me uh, with the 8-1 record. You guys should probably actually just cheat off me. We're about Um, to regress to the mean. I'm just waiting for it. It's coming. I just went with with a couple Wednesday basketball uh, bets. We're going to go two of them. I'm going to go Marcus Smart over .5 total steals. Over 0.5 total steals for Marcus Smart. And then our guy, the Serbian basketball god, Nikola Jokic, over 30.5 total points plus rebounds. And these are both Wednesday. Wednesday games. I like it when it comes to the basketball because you have a definitely a different dynamic when you're getting the, the points plus rebounds. You know, when you're talking football, NFL, you get the receiving rushing yards or the for quarterbacks, oftentimes it's total yards, whatever. But you kind of know, right? You know you got a receiving back. You know you got that. A guy like Nikola Jokic, he could just go off for 30 points. He could go for you know 15 points, 16 rebounds, whatever it may be. Just saying that's a little bit of a fun bet there. And Connor, I appreciate that you're putting yourself out there. Yeah. I appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate go. it. Uh, I'm going to go little little golf, little golf oh, going okay. this week. Little PGA Players Tournament Thursday. Rory McIlroy over three and a half birdies. I tried to do a little research into golf. It's not that easy to research golf and guys' statistics on a match by match basis on a each day. So it became a lot of work. I just started going in my head. Three and a half birdies on eighteen holes. Rory's got it. <laughs> Real Rory's scientific. got three. <laughs> Real and a half. scientific. I believe he's going to hit the over. We're taking the over on that. Tyler, I see you working hard away there. I didn't ask you to prepare this beforehand, but I know you're an expert and you'll come to play. Yeah, uh, we got. Uh, we're going UFC this Saturday. Uh, we're going Alexander Romanov over. One and a half takedowns. He's fighting two Alexanders, Alexander Volkov. So Romanov versus Volkov. We're going Romanov over one and a half takedowns in UFC this Saturday. All right. And I got to be honest, betting UFC is fun. And we've talked about this on the show the last few times that somebody has done it, that none of us really follow it all that closely anymore, but we keep learning every time we're putting bets out on it. We're seeing what a significant strike is. On my show, uh, Sports Betting Daily, I gave out John Jones this weekend. Yeah, came in. It was a first round submission. You gave him away like the father of a bride. I did. Yeah. I had to give him away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you had to do that sometimes. All right, that does it for us again, guys. If you want to find any of these bets or any other player prop bets, make sure you do it on Thrive Fantasy. If you're interested in listening to any other shows, Tyler does a couple of them. We have several on the Woos Media family. Just type in Woos, W-O-O-Z-E, to whatever media player you're listening to right now. You'll find all the shows that they list. And as always, be sure to find us on Twitter, at Red Rock Sports One. Listen, like, subscribe, make sure you tell your friends. For Connor and Tyler, I'm Jared. Thanks for stopping by.